0: Hello, this is Cody Sturgill, the pastor at Chilhowee Baptist Church, and you're listening to Keep Thy Heart Daily, a daily broadcast ministry of the Chilhowee Baptist Church. The Bible commissions us to keep our heart with all diligence, for out of it are the issues of life. It's so important we put God's Word into our hearts and our lives, and we pray that this message from God's Word will be a blessing and help to you. the elders gather the children and those that suck the breast let the bridegroom go forth of his chamber the bride out of her closet let the priest the ministers of the lord weep between the porch and the altar and let them say spare thy people O lord give not thine heritage to reproach the heathen should rule over them wherefore should they say among the people where is their god what does God give the opportunity to do? God gives the opportunity. When we've allowed the burdens to drive us to Christ, the purpose is that great groups and multitudes of people trust the same mighty God. You see, I look at the moment that we live in history not as the biggest downer for the church of God ever, but as the greatest opportunity. We can't operate in fear. We must operate in faith. And we must know that God wants to use Himself, His Word, His church, the person of Jesus Christ to see God do mighty things. Joel, the prophet of the plague, did not say, Oh, man, let's hide in our caves and in our tents until all this mess is over. He said, Oh, no. Experience the mess knowing that God is faithful. Use the trouble to turn to God. And when you've turned to God, bring others to the same faith in God. And let's see God bless the plague and the people in the midst of the plague. The purpose. Turn to God. Verse 18. is another transition words and leads us to our third point. Verse 18, the Bible says, Then, then then will the Lord be jealous of his land and pity his people. Number three, the product. You see, the pestilence, the problems, have a purpose. The turning. When we turn, to our, turn our hearts in repentance to God, it produces something very wonderful. I've mentioned several times, and I don't want to fail to mention this because I want to make sure that the interpretation of the Scripture is accurate. God is speaking of the nation of Israel here. But the application applies to the moment in which we live, the product. What's the Bible say? Now, I'll just tell you, we can't claim every little tiny infinite detail of these promises. But we know from this passage of Scripture how God works. Every little detailed promise was to the nation of Israel. But I'll have you know something. When you see how God works with His people... In one area of life, we can understand the nature of God. And I know that the nature of God is revealed in His Word. And God wants to bless us. He wants to bless us. The product of people turning with their whole hearts to God. We find in these next passage, verse 18. Then will the Lord be jealous for His land and pity His people. What does God do? When God's people humble themselves and pray and turn to Him, He's jealous for them. He's like, those are my people. He pities us. And the Bible says verse 19, Yea, the Lord will answer and say unto his people, Behold, I will. In this passage of Scripture, I see the I wills. The next couple of verses. I will send you corn and wine and oil, and ye shall be satisfied therewith. Where does it? health and healing and blessing and food and provision and everything we really need come from? It all comes from God. Don't ever forget it. The air you breathe, the water you drink, It didn't come from the town of Chilhowee. It came from the Most High God. He says, I will send you corn and wine and oil. Guess what? God's going to give you all you need. I will, verse 19, I will no more make you a reproach among the heathen. Verse 20, I will remove far off from you the northern army and will drive him into a land barren and desolate. With his face toward the east sea and his hinder part toward the utmost sea, and his stink shall come upon, his ill savor shall come up because he hath done great things. Now, I think that this, I personally believe that this refers, the stink refers to the great swarms of dead locusts left everywhere. It could be the dead bodies of soldiers, I don't know, but I think it's locusts. Any way you shake it, God will remove the enemy whether he sent a stiff wind to blow away the locust, or whether he turned this army of people miraculously, irregardless, he says, I will remove far off from you the northern army. God's going to take away the thing that destroys us. Verse 21, he says, Fear not, O land. Be glad and rejoice, for the Lord will do great things. Can you take heart and comfort in that verse? Fear not, O land, be glad and rejoice, for the Lord will do great things. When I look at the circumstances of the moment, I'm encouraged to know that I do not have to fear, that I can be glad, I can rejoice, because the Lord will do great things. Do you know there's never a moment in the life of a child of God where we have to fear? The Bible says, fear thou not, for I am with thee. Why should I not fear? Because God's with me. Why do I not need fear? Because God is present. Fear not, O land, be glad, rejoice. There's a passage in the Psalms David writes, it's the most troubling moment of David's life. Absalom, his son, has run him off the throne of Israel. And David, in this psalm of devastating circumstances, he says, I will rejoice. He said, I will trust in the Lord. He said, I'm just going to plan on the fact that God is going to be faithful. You see, the product of turning to God is the joy and the promise that we can hope in the perfect will and protection and care of God. He says, Fear not, O land, verse 21. Be glad and rejoice, for the Lord will do great things. The Lord will do great things. Here we go again, verse 22. Be not afraid, ye beasts of the field, for the pastures of the wilderness do spring. For the tree beareth her fruit, the fig tree, the vine do yield their strength. Verse 23, be glad then, ye children of Zion. Did you think, I don't know about you, but I think as I read chapter 1 and the first half of chapter 2, I think there's no way that we can ever be glad again. There's no way that we can ever rejoice again. There's no way we can ever be happy again. Everything's changed. How many of you ever had that thought? I want you to know something. Don't stop reading in chapter 2 until you see what God can do when His people's hearts are turned back to Him. We can be glad. Verse 24, look what the Bible says, The floors shall be full of wheat. Earlier the barns were devastated, but now the floors shall be full of wheat. The fats shall overflow with wine and oil, and I will restore to you the years that the locust hath eaten. Oh, I love that phrase. What did God say he was going to do? God says, Hey, listen, I will restore to you the years that the locust hath eaten. This verse of scripture should give us great heart. I hear people talk about my kids missed their kindergarten year, and I hear God say, I'll restore the years that the locusts have eaten. My son missed his senior year, and I can hear God say, I will restore the years that the locust have eaten. We hear people say, I missed out on Christmas. And I hear God say, I will restore the years that the locust have eaten. And I think about folks who've lived in sin and wasted portions of their lives And I think about how sweet it is that we can walk away from God and turn our backs on God and then return and repent of our sin. And God meets us with this promise, I will restore the years that the locusts have eaten. I'll just tell you, I don't know exactly how he does, but I know he can. I'm thinking about somebody I love very much who's wasted many, many years of his life. And I'm confident of this very thing, that God can keep his word. And even at the last hour, and the last minute, and the last years, God can restore the years that the locusts have eaten. There's hope for you. There's hope for the people you love. There's hope for this moment because God is faithful. Joel preached a message of the God of the plagues. And the plagues and the pestilences and the problems have a purpose and a product. And God restores to you the years that the locusts have eaten finally so we bring this to a conclusion the Bible says in verse 26 and you shall eat in plenty and be satisfied that sounds good doesn't it praise the name of the Lord your God that hath dealt wondrously you know what I know we look at our situation we think it's going to take a wonder from God and I'm just calling I'm just here to tell you that that's how God works he works wondrously God that hath dealt wondrously with you, and my people shall never be ashamed. Pay attention to that. My people shall never be ashamed. Verse 27, and ye shall know that I am in the midst of Israel, and that I am the Lord your God and none else. And my people shall never be ashamed. When that verse, when that the Bible says, My people shall never be ashamed, that simply means that if you trust in God. You'll never be ashamed of the fact that you did. I want you to know something. You trust in science, there'll come a day where you have to be shamed. You leave God out and trust in science, there'll come a day that you'll be ashamed of the decision you made. You trust in Hollywood and leave God out, there'll come a day when you'll be ashamed of the decision you made. You trust in the polls of public opinion. There'll come a time that you'll be ashamed of the decision you made. But God sends us a little word from the prophet Joel. And he says, my people who've put their trust in me, they will never be ashamed. Look, I try my best not to do things that cause regret. My mama, time and time and time again, when I was a little boy, she said, Honey, you can learn this the easy way or the hard way. Have you ever heard that? She was right. She was right, and I'll just tell you right now, I'm doing my best to learn as many things the easy way as I possibly can. And I'll just have you know something. If you're in the midst of a great problem, pandemic, pestilence, you can learn the hard way or the easy way. I'll tell you the easy way. You can anchor your soul in God who never changes, and you can trust him. And you can trust Him. Or you can act out in fear and anger. Faithlessness. And there will come a moment when you're ashamed of the things you did and the stands that you took. But if you choose God and His Word, if you choose the Spirit of the Lord Jesus Christ as you bear the burden of the moment, I want to let you know something. You'll never look back and be sorry or ashamed that you picked God. That's how faithful He is. You see, the pestilences and the problems had a purpose and a product. And as always, God proves Himself faithful. What do we need to do? We need to turn to the Lord. We need to rend our hearts. We need to turn to the Lord with our whole hearts and just see what God can do in probably the most troubling moment that any of us have ever experienced. I know what He'll do. He'll be faithful. He'll be faithful. God can be trusted. Joel was the prophet of the plague, and his message is real and appropriate and perfect for this moment. May God help us to humble ourselves before our great God and trust Him. We trust this message from God's Word has been a help to you. We're studying through the people of the Bible. And I want to let you know of a resource we have available at Chilohy Baptist Church. It is a sermon series on the people of the Bible, volume one, the first 13 sermons of this series are available in full length you can get those by reaching out to us at chillhowiebaptist.com